The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, May the 9th, currently 1033 on the East Coast. Here to recap everything over the weekend in the NBA playoffs, as well as break down the Monday night games here in the NBA playoffs. And joining me to break it all down as a superstar of the show, my main man, my brother, and the newest host of the newest podcast on the sports gambling podcast network the wnba gambling podcast it's my main man terrell berman jr terrell how you feeling this monday morning brother i'm good i'm good i'm living we've had a great weekend over at wnba podcast cash my first two dogs um plus 135 sparks plus 200 liberty and we just gonna keep it right and we gonna keep it rolling over there over here it's been lackluster to say the least <laughs> it's been it's been good but you know i'm i'm, I'm sick about my boy job my boy job definitely uh finished this game for but yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that a little later and see how that impacts how this uh, grizzlies looking for the rest of the series to be honest yeah, just in case you didn't get the news, newest podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the WNBA Gambling Podcast, hosted by our very own Terrell Furman Jr. So if you haven't subscribed, listened, rated, reviewed the podcast yet, make sure to get over there. Terrell has crushed it uh, as the season has begun. When the season began there, Terrell? On Friday, starting on Friday. Friday. Yeah, so he's already, what, five and one, six, six and one, something like that. But yeah, he's crushing over there. So make sure you guys get over there and listen to Terrell um, for the duration of the WNBA season. Um, but NBA, man, uh, a lot of series are even up over the weekend. Friday, uh, we'll just kind of recap it and go from there. And then we'll discuss the two games for tonight. Um, Dallas. Gets the two home victories on their home floor. They got the 111-101 victory yesterday. And then they took care of business on, what was it, Friday night as well on their home floor. Uh, trying to pull up the score here. Uh, it was 103-94. So I think we can talk about this series here, uh, Terrell. It seems like that Jason Kidd and the Dallas Mavericks coaching staff there made the defensive adjustments against the uh, Phoenix Suns. And they held them to a combined, what, 94 and 101 points in the two games on their home floor where they saw the Phoenix Suns uh, score 129 and 121 on their home floor. Um, but they've bounced back now. The season of uh, the series is now tied up two to two. What did you kind of see in games three and four between these two squads? So the Mavericks were successful in slowing down the pace. Mm-hmm. And it's bringing the pace back down to a Luca level pace. Luca has that kind of James Harden's play style where they like to play with a, a really slow pace, play in a half court and do what they want to do with the basketball rather than being um, forced into what the defense has given them. And yeah. so Jason and Jason Kidd just proved that, as my homeboy said, <laughs> it's a lot of people that take some time to do things and get things done. 
And Jason Kidd is one of them who just took a couple coaching stints to be able to really get this thing together. And so Jason Kidd made adjustments. And these were the adjustments that we expected to see. I think he just gave us to a game late and said, no, nah, I'm going to go down 2-0. Then these adjustments going to kick in. Yeah. But he made them adjustments that we expected him to make. And now they're going out there and they're hooping. Them boys are hooping right now. So mm-hmm. I think that now it's a best of three. It's yeah. a brand new series at this point. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be interesting to watch what they're going to, are they going to be able to steal one of these games at home? Are they going to be able to get this type of matchup, get slow the pace down, get everyone else involved, hit the threes that they hit because they hit an insane amount of threes yesterday. It felt like they were making everything. Are yeah. they going to be able to do this on the road? Because they have to steal one. They have to steal one. And the Suns have shown in the past that they can give up leads in a series like this. We got to remember they were up 2-0 against Milwaukee in those finals Mm -hmm. before Milwaukee went and won four straight. And so let's not ignore that part of it, that the Suns have not been here, done this before. And if Dallas plays as hard as we think they can, well, at least I think they can, because I was still sitting on a Dallas plus one and a half, then this should be very interesting. And we should see this go down to the wire and at the Suns in game seven. Yeah, we finally saw um, in games three and four that somebody else finally stepped up outside of Luka and what he was able to do in games one and two against Phoenix. In game three, Jalen Brunson stepped up. He's chipped in with 28 points. Then you had Reggie Bullock and DFS that scored 15 and 14 each, which you know absolutely helps um, taking that scoring pressure off of Luka. And then Maxi Kleba off the bench scored 14 points for uh, the Dallas Mavericks in game three. And then you know fast forward to game four, it was Dorian Finney-Smith, who was 8 of 12 from three-point land. And like you mentioned, they hit 23-pointers in that game and pulled out the victory. Um, at least for the Phoenix side, I think it was a very, very rough game. It's three and four for uh, Chris Paul, right? It wasn't a very – what we're used to seeing from Chris Paul. And I know he had an incident yesterday with a family. We can touch on that with the fans. But, you know, he fouled out with about, I think – Close to nine minutes left in that fourth quarter. He picked up that early uh, fourth foul right before the first half ended in game four yesterday. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, going back to his stats yesterday, I mean, in 23 minutes, two or four from the floor, um, 5.7 assists for him. So, you know, that's not really going to get it done for the Phoenix Suns. And then again, going back to game three on Friday night, um, I believe he only played, let's see here, 30. He played 37 minutes. But he scored 12 points, had seven rebounds and four assists. And really the assists have not been there for um, uh, Chris Paul this series, uh, in this series at least, because he hasn't even touched nine assists in the series against Dallas versus throughout the season. This guy was an automatic, you know, 10-dime player. And even in the round one series against the New Orleans Pelicans, he had 10 or more assists in, what, four out of these six games that they played. Um, So he's going to have to be better. But, yeah, there was an incident last night. Uh, with Chris Paul's family that, you know, that he said and the Dallas Mavericks acknowledged it, that fans were putting hands on his family and 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 harassing them and things like that. And there's just no place like that or things like that in, in, in NBA. I know fans get excited and things like that, but I, I think there's there's no place for that. And Chris Paul has every right to be upset about that. I'm not sure if you caught that or not, Terrell. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Chris Paul did better than me. He did better than me. And, you know, it ain't a soul in that stadium that would have stopped me from getting over there. So he yeah. he knew 
ultimately in the back of his head, he knew that he had something to play for. But if that was me, I probably would set that joint off. It would be another Malice in the Palace in that joint, for real. Yeah. <laughs> it'd been straight Ron Artest going after you. You don't you don't mess with somebody's family, yo. And that's what we talking about with fans, and it's this whole. Like, yet another fan incident. Another yeah. fan incident is going on right now. Mm-hmm. After we talk about the Cleveland Indians, fan, not the Indian, but the Yankees fans throwing stuff at the Cleveland Indians players. We talk yeah. about the fans rushing the court in the Memphis and the uh, Timberwolves series. We're talking about all this, like, more and more and more fan stuff that we're talking about. It's just ridiculous, show. It don't make no sense. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of comes out of it. But again, yeah, no place for that in the game at any sport or at any level. So, um, yeah, hopefully everything, you know, resolves itself. But fans uh, just have to be better. That's just what it is at the end of the day. Um, Terrell, let's take a quick break here, my man. We'll come back and then we'll uh, dive into the uh, – we'll recap some more things that happened over the weekend. We're brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on Win's Bet $10 Win $200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, a WinBet casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a free $20 bet when they win, lose, or push on a three or more leg build your own bet parlay between Thursday through Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offers on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older or present in the state of where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there and I use it for mine. It's a game changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over under game. It's super simple. First in any sport, choose two or more basketball players or baseball players and pick their over under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's only only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's, it's, it's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code SGPNBA and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper, then use promo code SGPNBA when you deposit. Join SGPN squad to bet with the guys. It's at sg.pn slash squad. Once again, sg.pn slash squad. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, coming off of the break, the second series that now is tied up at two games apiece was the victory last night for the Philadelphia 76ers. They also get two home victories here against the Miami Heat. Uh, game three, they won that game by 20 points, 99-79, which was an absolutely the rough shooting night for the Miami Heat. But they also do get their victory last night in game four, 116-108. Um, led by, it was really James Harden that, 
people are expecting to see to be that James Harden that he was when he was with the Houston Rockets. He was really clutched down the stretch for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. He finished the game with 31 points. I believe he scored either, I think it was like 16 or 17 points in that fourth quarter for the Philadelphia 76ers to get them that victory to even this series up two games apiece. See the return of Joel Embiid. Uh, he came back in game three. Mask Joel Embiid is back. But uh, Terrell, what did you kind of see from this series? And at least more important from the Philadelphia 76ers, the, now that they have evened up the series at two games apiece. I mean, it's really simple. Like It's the same thing for the Mavericks. They they were able to slow the pace down. And the reason that they couldn't slow the pace down is because they didn't have their guy. They didn't have somebody who arguably in my probably would have got my vote for MVP and Joe sure. Embiid. Mm-hmm. And Joe Embiid came in. He's able to slow that pace down, slow it into the half court, move the ball around, especially when the double team or anything comes towards them and really disrupt that Miami defense. And so it's a whole new series here too. Now you're in the best of three series because the Miami uh, Miami Heat weren't able to rise up in Philly. And while I still think the Heat are the better all-around team, mm-hmm. Philly found something that works for them, and they're exploiting it in this matchup. James Harden last game gave them an all-world game. That was like – like yeah. you said, that was an old James Harden game. That was, that was something. And mm-hmm. we haven't seen that in so long. You forget that he was able to do that, but the talent is always there. It's just a matter of question of is his mind there? Is his health there? Is everything locked in? If James Harden is locked in giving us games like that, then Philly is going to be a hard out for the rest of the playoffs, not just this series. Yeah. And so here we are going back to Miami – in a few days and the heat are going to have to find a way because they prefer to work in a slow pace game. Yeah. However, when Joel Embiid was out, the slow pace was not working for the 76ers. So now the heat need to find a way to be able to speed up the pace and keep going with what they're good at. Mm -hmm. And so the heat had been very good over the course of the entire season of Altering their pace, sometimes they had the slowest pace in the league. Sometimes they had the fastest pace in the league. They got to find a way to speed that pace back up and be able to get the same production that they were getting when they were playing at slow pace because they can't go slow for slow with the 76ers. With Joel Embiid on the court, that's not going to work. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's really been about the, the pace difference, and that's what, the, exactly what you just said is what I noticed in, in games three and four, right? When Joel Embiid was off the floor – they were pushing the pace a lot more with Tyrese Maxey, with James Harden and those guys on the floor. Last night, James Harden, six of 10 from three point land, which was, you know, most of those clutch shots came in that fourth quarter. And you're right. If, if they're able to get this type of performance or something close to this from James Harden and really kind of take that pressure off of Joel Embiid to having to, you know, he's struggling with that mass. There's, there's, there's no question about it, but just having his presence on the floor, especially from a defensive standpoint, has been big right now for Philly in games three and four. So they've tied up this series at two games apiece. We head back down to South Beach for games uh, for game five, and then we'll have a game six back in Philly later in this week. But um, yeah, two games apiece for Miami and Philly, two games apiece for the uh, boss, sorry, for the uh, Dallas Mavericks in the Phoenix Sun series. Two more games tipping off tonight, Terrell. Uh, well, the first one is going to be between the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. This was a uh, really fun game on Saturday between these two teams. Um, but in the end, the Bucks do get the victory. The tipping at the very end for the Boston Celtics came just a fraction too late from Al Horford. Uh, Bucks get the victory 103 101. 
to take a 2-1 series lead. Tonight um, is game four between these two teams. Uh, Terrell, let's talk about game three here real quick, and then we can handicap game four here tonight. But um, what did you see from game three here? Uh, I think that one player that's really kind of stuck out for me is how Al Horford for the Boston Celtics. He's been absolutely fantastic. But what are your overall thoughts from game three? Yeah, I mean, it went back to all that I've been saying about the Bucks over the course of the duration of the year is that their inability to guard the three is where you need to attack. And if you can't attack that, then you're more than likely going to lose the game mm-hmm. because you're not going to get anything inside. You have freaking Brooke Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo guarding the inside of the paint, and both of them are excellent shot blockers, excellent shot defenders. They love working inside that paint. And so if you're not bringing one or both of them out of the paint, and it's extremely hard to get both of them out the paint, then you're, they're going to give up threes. They prefer to give up threes. They draw plays to say, we're going to test your three-point shooters. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for them, over 40-something percent of the time during the course of the season, they hit those shots. Yeah. And so if you look at what the Boston Celtics did last game, Jason Tatum 0 for 6. Yep. Marcus Smart, one for four. Jalen Brown, one for five. Grant Williams, one for six. You had Al Horford, as you talked about. He was four for seven. He was the only one that was doing anything. Derek White came off the bench and gave you two to three. They were nine for 33 overall, 27%, 36.8% from the field. You can't do that. You cannot do that. That doesn't work. Yeah. It's the same thing. The fact that this was even a close game was a testament to Boston's defense because Boston defense didn't make it easy for Miami, not Miami, but for Milwaukee either. Yeah. They didn't make it easy for Milwaukee either. They, they, 20, what is, how many turnovers was this that they had? Uh, game three. It ten, so 10 turnovers as a team, 26 fouls. That's what I was talking about. 26 fouls. For the Bucks, yeah. So at, it's going to come down to can Boston offense show up on the road? Can Boston's offense get going and, because you held the Bucks to 103 points. That's something to hang your hat on. Yeah. Can their offense get going enough to propel them into this game? And yeah, Jason Tatum had an off night. Jalen Brown was okay. He, he was pretty good. 50% from the field, 27 points. But you, you got to get con- contributions. Marcus Smart, you can't go, you can't go one for four from three when they're giving you looks. Mm-hmm. Six of his nine points came from the free throw line. He was one for eight for the game. You cannot do that. Yeah. You cannot do that. They need you. And that's probably a portion of the reason why they were able to win while he was out because he's not out there giving that production. And right. so Grant Williams was able to step up in that game. They need it from everybody else. They, they're getting it sometimes from Jason Tatum. They're getting it from Jalen Brown. Al Horford stepping up. Robert Williams is doing what he's asked. Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, Derek White. Those are guys. Those are guys that can hit those threes. Those are guys that got to step up, have to step up if they're going to be in this game. Yeah, like game two, like you mentioned, I mean, they were knocking down the three-point shots, right? And I think, you know, you kind of look at the box score for game three, like you hit the nail on the head that you're, you can't go two of 15 from your three guys us your your backcourt of Jason and uh sorry Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum going combined two of uh two of fifteen and then off the bench Grant Williams one of six. Those guys were all knocking down their shots in 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 game two. But you know you can't you're right you can't have that. You there there hasn't been a game yet 
where there's been a complete performance by both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And that's really what it's going to take for this Boston Celtics team, at least tonight, to uh, tie up this series and, and, and try to win this series against the Milwaukee Bucks. And let's not forget, Chris Middleton may be back for games five and six for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. So this is a must-win game tonight, I think, in my eyes, for the Boston Celtics. So you get down 3-1 and then you have the possibility of getting Chris Middleton back um, for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, you're going to be in a little bit of trouble. So looking at the game here tonight, Terrell, we had the opening line of minus one and a half for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, that number is now at minus one. Total opened up at 210. It's actually gone up to 212 and a half, surprisingly, um, for this game. How do you see tonight playing out? What's your handicap for this game, bud? Huh, and it's... It's always fun when you get to these portions of the series because you have a sample size to work with, and mm-hmm. it makes it extremely hard to handicap when both of the teams have basically been evenly matched. It's just one team decided to show to show up for this game, one team decided not to show up for this game. So for this one, you're basically – it's easy for me. Is Jason Tatum going to rise to the occasion? Is Jalen Brown going to rise to the occasion? Or is the shooting going to be hot? for the Boston Celtics. I don't think it is on the road. I don't think in this spot, being up 2-1, Milwaukee is champion, their championship bread. They know what this means. They know that when they have the ability, they got to close out these series and close it out fast Mm -hmm. because they've been down in the series, as I talked about earlier. They've been down 0-2 in the finals. They went on a run of four straight to put the Suns out of their misery. Mm -hmm. So... If you ask me, I think that this is the Bucks tonight. Okay. The Celtics will make it interesting. I think they'll make it interesting absolutely in game six. But I'm going to roll with the Bucks tonight. I think the Bucks are going to go out here and get a win. Giannis had finally found a way to get to the cup and score the basketball. Like I said, he needs to find a way to attack those individual matchups, get them in foul trouble, get to the bucket, get to the cup, get to the free throw line, and prove that he's one of the best players in the game. You can't be getting stopped in one-on-one matchups and say you're the best player in the game. So he broke through last game. I'm going to bank on him breaking through again. And then, because once he does that, then it's open season for everybody else. Everybody else can rain threes because he's going to draw so much attention. And as soon as he gets them off their mojo and drives and draws all the attention from everyone else, that's when everybody can hit open shots. So, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm with the Bucks here. I like the adjustment that boot hoes are made. Mm-hmm. And I'm, now it's email your turn. What, what are you going to do? How are you going to adjust from game three? Yeah, I'm going to go the other side. Here. I'm going to go with Boston here tonight because I think when we were talking about this last week, I thought, and I think I said that, I think Boston was going to get one of the two games in Milwaukee. Obviously, they lost game three. Um, and I think that they come out here and shoot better tonight, right? And if you told me, if you looked at the box score, but we just talked about that, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Grant Williams, and um, Marcus Smart. We're going to go a combined, what would I say, three of 21 combined from three-point line and only lose this game by two points. If they would have made two more three-pointers between those two guys, they would have won this game. So I think this is a good bounce back, especially for Jason Tatum, like you said. I mean, he when he has a bad game, he usually responds. And I think that tonight is a game where he does respond, uh, gets into a 30-plus point range here tonight. Um, four of 19, like you said, it's not going to get a cut, but I think this is going to be a game where Boston shoots better. Um, this, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I know we've seen a lot of games go under 
in this series, especially with Milwaukee throughout this uh, playoff run. And even if you go back to last season, a lot of their playoff games were going under the totals. I think the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks series was a prime example of that. And then again, in game um, in the first round against Chicago, I think all those games went under in the first two here. I've gone or first three have gone under the total as well. I think tonight might be a night where he does get over the total. And I think that Boston will, will make the shots. Tonight. I think Emilio Doka will make those adjustments. This is an important game. Like if Boston wants a chance to win this series, they have to win this game here tonight. They have to win, uh, get in this victory, get it to, to go back on your home floor for game five. Because like I said, if they get down three games of one, it's going to be very, very difficult for this Boston Celtics team to win three in a row against this championship pedigree team. So I think that, you know, shot miking will be better between Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, expect Grant Williams to knock down a couple more as well. And I think that, you know, Boston's going to come out with his victory tonight, heading 2-2 back to uh, Boston. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the total here, Terrell, or player props you're looking at for this game? Yeah, I would. If you like Boston, I like Marcus Smart. I think Marcus Smart has to have a huge contribution to this game to okay. propel them over into a win. I think that I like a Pat Connaughton game okay. and just the three-point department after, you know, a couple of drives. But Drew Holiday's been playing great in this series, by the way. I haven't mentioned yeah. that. He's been playing absolutely fantastic. I, I like a couple of drives and kicks from Drew Holiday, Giannis, get out to the three-point shooters and really attack Boston from the three-point line and just kind of – give them a barrage of offense from all sides. I think that this is an over game tonight. I think that while both defenses are going to add pressure probably later in the game, so I would probably let this total kind of skyrocket a little bit, then come in on an under if you like an under. Mm -hmm. But I expect for there to be a lot of offense in this game because I think that Boston is going to come out firing. But I fully anticipate that Milwaukee is going to match them. I don't think Milwaukee gets embarrassed on their home court at all. So that's why I'm leaning towards the over as well. Yeah. Um, One player I do like is Al Horford here tonight, especially his rebounding prop right now. I see it set at eight and a half. Uh, He's been in double digits in all three games here uh, so far against the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, You know, he's just been able to do a great job rebounding the lack of size inside for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, you know, he's really limited the second chance points and he's just been a great, doing a great job, um, especially on the offensive side as well, creating those second chance opportunities for Boston. They just didn't knock down the shots in game three here. So Al Horford over eight and a half rebounds is one uh, player prop I am looking at for this game as well. And then you mentioned Drew Holiday. He's had at least two steals in every single game so far um, against the Milwaukee. I'm sorry, against the Boston Celtics. I see that number at one and a half right now. So I do like that as well uh, for Drew Holiday. Uh, anything else for this game, Terrell, before we get over to the second game of the night? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's take a quick break here, bud. We'll come back and then we'll dive into the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors series. Fellas, have you started spring cleaning yet? The carpet needs cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung and the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the other 4 million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP. 
Manscaped has the full package you need for spring cleaning this year. The Performance Package 4.0 is the only tool you need to keep your boys looking and smelling like the fresh tulips your partner wants. To start off your spring cleaning, use the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to get the most precise shave on your hedges. Duty mentioned it's waterproof as well. No need to worry about watering your grass with this tool. Equipped with an LED light so you know it'll be major asset to the new shower routine. Clear your holes and smell the spring air with the Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin, skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks, knacks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. After clearing your nose, you may as well get rid of that foul smell with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an, is an anti-shaping ball deodorant and moisturizer. The Crop Reviver spray on toner for your balls. Keep your boys from sticking to your leg and leave them smelling like fresh flowers. And finish off your grooming routine with the Plow 2.0, the perfect razor for the finest shave on your face. Because if you're using your Lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face, you're doing it wrong boys the, the start of spring also marks the start of testicular cancer awareness month in april manscape has partnered with the testicular cancer society to bring awareness to testicular cancer men's health and early cancer detection manscape is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters survivors families impacted by testicular cancer as well as their we save balls initiative Smell oh so fresh and smell oh so clean this spring. So all you have to do now is get your 20% off plus your free shipping with code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. Roster brought to you by Athletic Greens. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one year free supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, coming off of the break here, uh, game four tonight between the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies. The biggest story from this weekend was the injury to John Morant. Um, he is doubtful, at least for now, between um, for at least for this game four here tonight between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors. Terrell, we can start right there, man. A, a lot of speculation about did Jordan Poole do this on purpose? Um, with the knee injury to uh, John Morant. Um, game four, sorry, game three, Golden State on their home floor. They took care of business. They won the game 142. Uh, was it 142-113? I think the number was. Uh, I'll double check that. Or Sorry, 112. Uh, they won the game by 30, but the bigger news was the story of John Morant and the um, alleged from the Memphis Grizzlies side that Jordan Poole maybe in retaliation did it on purpose. Want to get your thoughts about this? What do you think, man? 
Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to speculate on injury on what caused it or if Jordan Poole actually did something. Only Ja knows his body. So no matter how minuscule it might have looked on camera, if Ja felt something when that action happened, then, you know, he felt something. So I'm not going to speculate on that. I think that the injury means a lot because at the end of the day, Ja has been the best player on the court for the entire series. Yeah. And so – you just don't lose anything like that without any negative repercussion. You don't lose that kind of production. However, I do think that this opens a door of opportunity for Memphis. And this, the door of opportunity is that the unknown. And what mm-hmm. is the unknown of this playoff team without John Morant in the lineup? Who is the person that we have to watch out for? Who is the person that is going to step up? Who is the person that's going to actually absolutely kill us? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's a simply easy, so, so easy. If he shows up, they will win this game. 0024 Dylan Bond has to decide to show up. If Dylan Bond shows up and, you know, he puts away the double agent life, he sticks to his code and he goes out there and actually performs on the offensive end, Memphis can win this game. I think they truly can because Dylan Brooks is going to, he's going to add to you defensively. So where you employ the deaf lineup, instead of all three going off, you may have two go off or you may have one go off. But if Dylan Brooks can give what we've seen from him in the past, especially when Jaws been out, <laughs> he has mm-hmm. stepped up when Jaws been out. Yeah. And so if, if he gives us the offense that we expect to see and the rim just gets a lot wider for him this game, then I think that the Grizzlies are actually in this game. And so the unknown is going to be interesting for the Golden State Warriors and the adjustments that they make after halftime. And that's really what I'm expecting for Memphis to kind of surprise them in the first half and then the Warriors to make adjustments as the game goes on. And can Memphis hold up? Can Memphis keep the game together? Like I said, it goes back to those intangibles. They have to dominate the glass. They have to dominate points off of the turnover. If Golden State is going to give you plus of 15 turnovers a game. That's just how they run their offense. No matter how much they try to stop it, they're still going to give it to you. They're going to give you way more than 15 turnovers a game. You have to score points off those turnovers. You have to score second-chance points off the offensive rebounds and limit their offensive rebounds. If you can do that, then even without John Morant, I think Memphis is talented enough to be in this game, if not come out with a win. Yeah, Memphis, I mean, this is not new territory for Memphis, right? Like, they were without... Uh, yeah, they were 20, 25 games. They were without John Morant, so... They know how to play without John Moran. And I think that it's going to be, the, you know, the Dylan Brooks is going to have to show up. It's going to have to be a team effort, but I'm looking at Dylan Brooks. I'm looking at uh, Desmond Bain. And I'm looking at Triple J. Those three guys are going to have to lead these guys in scoring here tonight if they want a chance to win this game and even cover the number here. So, um, you know, I said this on the Friday pod with McKee that, you know, the, sorry, the uh, Golden State Warriors were going to win one of these games by – 20 plus points. It, they got it done in game three. I think tonight is going to be a lot closer um, than it was in game four or sorry. It was in game three. And I expect guys, you know, with the guys like Desmond Bain and Dylan Brooks and those guys to come out this entire team, like you've mentioned, they're a deep team for them to come out and play with a chip on their shoulder and not having their best player on the floor. But 
that experience, I think the key thing is, is that this team during the regular season, like we mentioned for 25 games going 20 and five without John Morant, this is not new territory for them. So they know how to play without John. It's going to take a team effort here tonight. So um, I think 10 may be a lot of points here. I think that they are going to be able to keep this within the number with the Golden State Warriors. Right? If you're looking at <clears throat> from this from the Golden State Warriors side, is that they are without their best player in their minds. They're like, hey, we have a chance to take a 3-1 lead without John Moran on the floor, who has been absolutely torching us this entire series. Um, and I think that that's something that obviously on the mind of the Golden State Warriors, hey, that we got we can't take this team lightly because like you've said, Terrell, that this is a very, very deep team, that they have guys that can come out on any given night and, and come out and score 25, 30-plus points outside of John Morant, right? We've seen it with Triple J. We've seen it with Desmond Bain in round one. And we've seen, you know, Dylan Brooks has that capability also. So I do like Memphis plus the points here tonight. I just feel like the public is going to be all over the Golden State Warriors after what they did in game three and saying, hey, they're without their best player. This should be easy victory for Golden State. I don't think that's going to be the case here tonight. I do think that Memphis comes out and plays with some fire uh, right out of the gate in that first quarter. So I do like Memphis plus 10 here tonight as well. Um, do you have any thoughts on the total and maybe some player props that you are looking at in this game, Terrell? Yeah, I am going to take a stab with the – oh. It should be an under night because Memphis like is still a good too. defensive team. Yeah. They're still a good defensive team. And so if they can hold the Warriors, if they hold the Warriors under 100, they won the game. Yeah. But if they hold the Warriors to under 105 in that range, then I think that they're in it. And I don't think that they get blown out. And so that gives you, you know, that time – in between the spread where, you know, a plus 10 on Memphis and an under cash is mm-hmm. player prop wise. I, I really want to come out here and tell people to bet Dylan Brooks. I really, really want to do it, but I'm not going to do it. Cause I just don't trust them. Instead I'm going to go Desmond Bain. Okay. I think Desmond Bain has the opportunity to step up in this game. He's been having, uh, he's, he's given us more to be desired. Let's say that in this series thus far, and he's a guy that we know can absolutely explode for 25, 30 points. We've seen it as well with him when Ja was out. And there was multiple times that he's gone out there, scored 30-plus points or something like that. So I think Desmond Bain – I feel more comfortable betting Desmond Bain to rise to the occasion and handle the scoring in bunches mm-hmm. and Dylan Brooks to be able to hit big shots when needed. And yeah. so I would – I'll take a points prop on Desmond Bain. I like a threes prop, and I probably would ladder one or the other if you're interested in doing it that approach, taking him up to 30 or anything like that, and his threes up to five or more. So I, that's that's my play for this game. I think that I'm on Desmond Bain. It just feels like a Desmond Bain game. He's been he's been off for too long, and part of that is because Ja's been so effective. Right. So in the last year's job wasn't that effective and job was able to drive and kick and the ball moved around, found Desmond Bain's hands. And he said, don't worry, I got it. Yeah. Now Jaw's not there. And mm-hmm. so I expect another opportunity of Desmond Bain to be like, all right, y'all hold on. I got it. And he puts the team back on his back. Yeah. I mean, if you kind of take a look at the numbers between uh, Desmond Bain and uh, from round one to round two, you know, 
We talked about how John Moran was struggling scoring the basketball, at least in game one in, uh, sorry, in round one against Minnesota. Um, Desmond Bain was getting about 16 shots per game. That number has almost been cut in half uh, in round two here against the Golden State Warriors, so about nine per game. But, you know, he had a pretty good game three. You know, he played 30 minutes. He was five of 10 from the floor, four of seven from three-point line, finished up with 16 points. And, you know, again, that shot volume is going to go up tonight, especially without uh, John Moran in the lineup right now. As of, you know, this morning, he is still doubtful for this game. But, um, yeah, I'm expecting him. Uh, Desmond Bain step up. I think I kind of want to take a fire on uh, Triple J here tonight at 15 and a half points. I think that number is a little conservative for him. Um, you know, we know he has the ability to, to knock down the three point shot. Uh, he can also finish around the basket, uh, you know, get some offensive boards, get some easy puts back. So I think Triple J is another guy that I am looking at here tonight um, for the Memphis Grizzlies. And I do agree with you about this total. I think that. If Memphis was gonna is gonna come this game, this game is gonna go under the total. Um, and I think we may see a more defensive um uh game here between these two teams because I think that shooting is definitely gonna regress for the Golden State Warriors after what they were able to do in game three uh, against the Memphis Grizzlies, where they shot 63% from the floor and they were 53% from the um uh, from the uh, from the three-point line. So do expect this uh shooting to regress a little bit here in game four. Uh, between Memphis and the Golden State Warriors. So we're both uh, plus 10 for sure. Uh, Terrell does like the possible outright win for Memphis as well. We're looking at Desmond Bain. uh, uh, Dylan Brooks should bounce back, but I also do like Triple J here tonight uh, as far as points prop as well. Um, Anything else for this game, Terrell, before we get to our picks? No, no, I'm good. Let's go. All right, let's take one last break here. We'll come back and then we will get to our lock and dog for the evening here on Monday night. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using the incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into our lock and dog for tonight. I will lead it off as usual. Um, for my lock, uh, let's go with the Boston Celtics here tonight. The current number over on win bet is plus one, but I'll just take the money line here for the Boston Celtics minus 105 uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks in game four. Expect them to come out. Uh, shoot a lot better between the guys that we discussed, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Grant Williams, uh, Marcus Smart. Those guys are going to have to come out and shoot better. They're combined three of 21 
from the floor in game three, expect them to have a, a better shooting night here tonight and get the series back up, uh, even up that two two heading back to Boston. So that'll be my lock for my dog. I'm going to go Memphis Grizzlies. I'm going to take an alternate line here between uh, these two teams. I will take the plus. Let's see. Over on win bet, the most I can get is a plus eight at plus 135. So that'll be my dog for tonight. Memphis Grizzlies plus the eight against the spread at plus 135 against the Golden State Warriors. Terrell, what do you got, man? All right. Here for my lock. Uh, Let's go with the under. No, the over. In the Celtics Bucks game, yeah, I like that. Let's do that because I think at the end of the day, I think Boston shoots better. I think Boston shoots yeah. better, and I don't think Milwaukee folds. And okay. so, if they go, if they both go pound for pound, it should fly over the total. So, give me the over in that game. And for my dog, I mean, I'm up so far. I'm up so much in this playoffs that honestly, I truly don't care because if this happens and I didn't call it, I'll feel like an idiot. I'll stay on and, I, and then I'll feel bad because yeah. I've been throwing my praises for them all playoffs. I have to call Moon off. I have to do this. I have I to make this call. I know you, you know. Do. Yeah, I do. All right. So then I was going to be disappointed. You should already if you know. Weren't. You should already know. Yep. Give me the Memphis Grizzlies plus four hundred morning line. I already typed that into our sheet before you even said it. <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> I gotta take the Grizzlies plus four hundred money line because if they come out here and if they knock off the Golden State Warriors without John Morant, I have to come back on this show. I have to, I have to come back on this show, and I have to take the victory lap of all victory laps because they can do it. They can catch this team slipping. I've been trying to tell you that this team outside of John Morant was really good. And this is their chance to prove it. Jaylen, say, have you not seen Taylor Jenkins coach? Would you not run through a brick wall for that man? Come on. Absolutely. <laughs> Desmond Bain is going to go off tonight. Dylan Brooks is going to hit big shots. They're going to dominate the offensive rebounding. They're going to have points off of the turnover and they're going to win this game. They're going to shock the Golden State Warriors in Oracle. Chase, whatever. Chase said, yeah, whatever it's called, whatever it's called. All right. Grizzlies plus 400 as the dog tonight for Terrell. I'm going with a little, a little puppy chihuahua or not chihuahua, but little puppy dog. Uh, Grizzlies plus the eight plus 135 as my dog. And then our locks Celtics bucks over to 212 for uh, Terrell. And then my lock is going to be the Celtics money line minus 105 here tonight in game four against the Milwaukee bucks. Uh, that's going to be the show for today on this Monday episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, Terrell, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, my man? No, no, I'm good. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, make sure to tune in to the Doug said WNBA Gambling Podcast with Terrell. Starting off the season very, very hot. Make sure to get over there. Check him out on the newest edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, Terrell and I will be on with uh, Sean and Ryan uh, very, very shortly. Hopefully, I'm not sure if you guys will get to the pod by then, but we will be on with them uh, for the Monday games. I think the Tuesday games as well, but definitely check that out as well. With that being said, good luck with your picks tonight. Let's start off this Monday with the bang. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give it, give it, give me the ball because I'm going to 